Now back to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. Now here again is Matt Mosley. The Matt Mosley Show. Mike Peasley on with us. Mike doing some good July 4th uh, work on the Rangers Radio Network. You hear on the Mavs Radio Network. Mike, I mean, it's kind of nice. You've been able to, to, I mean, play both networks. I didn't know that was possible, but you have found a way. Um, welcome back to the show, sir. Always great hearing your voice, and there was nothing I enjoyed more on the 4th of July than filling an hour and 47-minute rain delay yesterday. It was glorious. <laughs> Not that I had any July afternoon or anything. Oh, man. Yeah, you had plans. The family was waiting by the pool. Thought you were going to get to go grill a little bit. And, boy, you were vamping. That's when Jared and Matt have to – I mean, these guys have a lot of nuggets in them, and they've got to do some rain delay theater themselves. They cannot just lean on you during those uh, during those situations. But uh, Rangers get back out there. The worst is when it's like a 6-1 lead or 6-2 lead or whatever. You're kind of like, this game's kind of over, and it's in the seventh or eighth inning whenever the delay hits. And it just kind of bogs down everything. You had a great outing for the Rangers yesterday, a great pitching. So it is a weird thing to have happen on July 4th. That's just when it finally gets warm in Boston, by the way, Peace. Um, you're a big Cubs fan. So Chicago gets a little warmer earlier than Boston. But um, I've been up there in June before, end of May, early June, and it's still very cold at night in Boston, but it finally starts to warm up, doesn't it, um, this time of year? Well, this weather report brought to you by the Matt Mosley Show for the greater northeast <laughs> area, weather, traffic, and weather together on the 8th. You got any traffic updates for Boston right now, too, Mosley? What's going on? Yeah, the big dig. Watch out for the big dig. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, uh, it'll be fun uh, to see what happens in this game. That's a 6-10 start and uh, Mike I'm sure we'll be getting you ready for it you'll hear it right here on ESPN Central Texas 105.3 in Dallas now um, what is this team right now I mean it's interesting because we're getting a little picky we're so excited that the Rangers are good but then we want them to hey come on don't lose three out of four don't let the Astros back in this thing and they kind of did that but boy I tell you that was a very nice bounce back uh, and D and Dane Dunning honestly deserves to be in the All Star game. Uh, of all these crazy stories this year, Mike, that Dane Dunning emerging as a big time starter when he didn't even win a starting spot out of spring has to be at the top of the list or close to. You it. know, you know, Matt. He's not the Rangers' best pitcher, but he is certainly the Rangers' most valuable pitcher for what he has been able to do. Even if you go back to the beginning portion of the season when he was this team's long man, you know, he, he saved the bullpen several times by having lots of great outings, and you know, long outings. And then Jacob deGrom goes down and all he has done in the 11 starts is go six and one with an ERA of about 2.6. You know, he's just been unbelievable. And the biggest thing for Dane Dunning, and he mentioned it yesterday in the postgame show when he was talking with the Matt and Jared afterwards, it's the health. You know, last year he wasn't healthy, had a little hip procedure. And now that the hip is healthy, he's able to drive a little bit more. The cutter has been extremely well. He's, 
the velocity has ticked up as well. So him just being healthy this year has been one of the big reasons why he has had so much success. And again, he has been so valuable. When you lose a guy like DeGrom, you're thinking, okay, what are we going to fill in with? Well, how about a six and one record and a guy with a 2.6 ERA in the 11 starts? He's been, he's been great. He's been great. And the Rangers really needed a strong start from him after the way the finale with that Astro series went down a couple days ago. How excited were you on this uh, Araldis Chapman trade that comes down? And it is kind of wild, isn't it, to see a guy like that in your local team's uniform. We've seen him in two other uniforms, or I guess three others, over the years. But to, I mean, he's just, he still has that aura about him. I don't know if he's throwing quite as hard as he used to. Uh, but what have you kind of noticed about him in his couple of outings with the Rangers, and what do you think he can bring here uh, as they make a, a push toward the playoffs? Well, just as advertised, the guy that's going to come out there with a major velocity, he's going to strike out a few guys. You know, the walks have been an issue for him uh, so far this season, but in, in the two outings, I don't believe he has walked a, a batter in his two outings with the Rangers, and he's just a guy that's going to get a lot of swing and miss stuff, a guy that is, you know, very intimidating. Uh, I was talking with uh, Brad Miller the other day about it, and he's just like, there is no guy in baseball that, you know, makes my knees shake more than being in the batter's box going up against Araldis Chapman. He's just a big guy, and I was there the day that uh, he arrived in the Rangers clubhouse. It was about 12-15 for that afternoon game. You just look at him, it's like, just, just his presence. I mean, this is a very large man. And then to see, you know, 100-plus miles per hour coming at you, uh, it is intimidating. He does have that intimidating factor, and it's exactly what this Rangers bullpen needed. They needed guys that could come out there with high velocity, get some strikeouts, and, you know, he, he filled the bill. Now, will he eventually be this team's closer? Probably the next question coming around. I think unless the Rangers make a trade for, you know, to do this team mostly, but uh, uh, your, your Pirates closer uh, would look awfully good. Uh, in, in a Rangers uniform, uh, David Bednar. Uh, but if the Rangers don't go out and do that, I can see down the road the Aroldis Chapman closing games here for this team. Did you see Bednar, like, giving, um, sending Kershaw some beer mm -hmm. or something mm -hmm. like that? Yep. Some Iron City beer, that kind of thing. I don't know if I would recommend that to Clayton. Uh, but that, I thought that was pretty neat because he he also addressed him as Mr. Kershaw. Ed Bednar, I'm sure, is a pretty young guy, but uh, it, it it just those I'm sure those young guys just really look up to Kershaw, and he's just like you know complete legend to them. But I did kind of like that. Is he? I I got to be honest, I'm not following him that because I'm just mad at him for just falling apart as they always do. Bednar is he? Would he be a major upgrade over what the Rangers have? Like, what what does he kind of uh, look like this year? Bednar has been terrific, Mosley. I've, I've watched him now closely twice. One was against the Padres, and he got a four-out save. Uh, he struck out Juan Soto on about a 98-mile-an-hour fastball, then threw a hook uh, and got uh, Juan Soto's knees to buckle for a called strike. And then after he's named to the All-Star game, after he gives Clayton Kershaw the beers, he comes out, uh, and gets four outs and gets the win in last night's game as well. He's got an ERA of under one and a half, and I think he's got like 38 strikeouts compared to just four walks. So he's another high-velocity guy that doesn't give up hits, doesn't give up home runs, doesn't walk people. 
he would look terrific at the back end of any bullpen, particularly the Rangers bullpen. If you go out there and you get Bednar in the ninth, and then all of a sudden you got a Rolvis Chapman in the eighth, and you know Josh Spores, Will Smith, uh, the combination of those two guys and Grant Anderson for the sixth and seventh inning, all of a sudden you know you need five innings from your starter, and you're feeling pretty confident about your bullpen, especially the back end. Pirates will do it for like a bag of baseballs. I mean, it, <laughs> that's just pick Rangers got who, some prospects. They may need more <laughs> than just a couple baseballs. Oh man, yeah, I'm watching those prospects. I've been kind of monitoring uh, that Winzel. Somebody was interviewing him recently. It may have been Jeff Wilson or somebody, and I was like, man, that guy's hitting the ball. I, I hadn't even really paid attention. And Davis Winzel, and there's just you know, there's really no place to put him right now with what Josh Young and, and others are doing, but I thought that was kind of cool that he's kind of bashing it. I'd love to get him up here at some point. P, he's a good Baylor man. And uh, speaking of Baylor, how about Bradford? I think Cody Bradford has really done his job recently, and in that game the other day it was Bradford who kind of helped preserve the opportunity to have that enormous comeback. I think Cody Bradford's been kind of impressive. Mosley, I'm going to say this, and I said it when Bradford came into the ballgame the other day. He is going to become one of the more valuable pitchers for the Rangers in the second half of the season. A guy that could fill a a Dane Dunning type of role where you use him out of the bullpen. He can be a spot starter. We have seen the, the success there. And, you know, give all the credit in the world to him because he got rocked in his major league debut against the Braves. The Braves will do that to a lot of guys. But ever since that start, he has just gotten better and better. And I love the way that he works the changeup off the fastball. You know, the next step for him in his in his uh, progression as a major league pitcher is to work on that, you know, that breaking pitch. But that fastball and that slider, it, or rather the fastball and the changeup, that gets big league hitters out right now. I could not be more impressed with what I've seen from Cody Bradford in just the, you know, the four or five appearances. He continues to get better and better. And with the Rangers electing oftentimes to give guys in the rotation an extra day of rest, Cody Bradford sliding in there, he's going to be a very important piece for this Rangers team come the second half of the season. Man, you should tape some of this and use it for your pregame work. This is really good <laughs> material. All right, you'll probably cut my voice out. That's fine. That's 105.3 would prefer that. But, um, yeah, I like that. I like this. Cody Bradford, yeah, so good Baylor talk. Mike Peasley joining the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. Rangers pregame does Mavs pregame. Now, are you going to be watching this Mavs Summer League? Um, I know you will. I mean, you, you're like me. You love this NBA stuff. And, and I mean, that's going to be a lot of fun to see. And it looks like they're going to – I mean, I was, I was listening the other day. It looks like uh, old Jaden Hardy's going to – going to get as many shots as he wants i mean this is going to be it's kind of like okay this is your team let's see how you can run and make the right decisions but this is uh this will be kind of fascinating because they start to work some of these young these rookies in and uh but there's not is there much defense played in a summer league because the mavs need to work on their defense get these rookies playing great defense which is what they hope they do but that's, I don't think summer league's that conducive to playing defense, is it? Yeah, there's about as much uh, defense in a summer league game as there is in a G League game. Uh, but you're <laughs> right about Jaden Hardy here in the summer league for the Mavericks. Suddenly, uh, the Mavericks assistant coach who is uh, you know, coaching the Mavericks summer league team and said, look, we've got a couple of first-round picks in here, but make no mistake about it, this summer league is all about Jaden Hardy. 
as the Rangers, or the Rangers, the Mavericks are excited uh, about the progression of this kid, who, by the way, is turning 21 years old today. So big, big day for uh, for Jaden Hardy. But we saw in spurts last year just how terrific of a score this guy can be. The Mavericks want to get him to the next level, to be a playmaker, to be a creator. You know, not just think about score, 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 but, you know, find the open guy, read the defense. That's kind of what they're hoping to see from him here in Summer League. So he's electric. He's electrifying. Sometimes you can't keep your eyes off of him. Sometimes he gets a little too out of control. But there is a lot of talent there in that kid. So of all the guys that are going to be playing here in the Summer League, I think your eyes have to go to Jaden Hardy. All right, uh, and Pease, what about this latest news? The, it looks like Matisse Thibel, uh, we knew him from the Sixers. He's been he's traded over to Portland. We'll be signing um, that offer sheet from the Mavericks. He is a restricted free agent, so I guess Portland could come in there and match that. Um, what do you? I mean, this guy was a great defensive player, second, um, you know, second team All NBA defense for a couple of seasons. He would really help them in a lot of ways. Where do you find? Where do you think this is headed? Or do you think they'll sign him and figure out a way to to retain him? Yeah, I'll be curious to see what the number is uh, for the offer sheet to see whether or not that gets matched or not. But this is obviously a guy that you're not expecting any offense from. He is not an offensive player, although he has shot it better here uh, the last couple of seasons than he has historically. But he would be primarily, you know, a lockdown defensive player. And I'm not sure if you know this, Matt Mosley, but the Mavericks could use a couple of lockdown defensive players. So mm. uh, I think it would be a good signing if, if, if they were able to do that because, you know, they brought in Seth Curry. He's not going to give you any defense, but certainly going to give you good outside shooting. And if you're bringing a guy like, you know, Matisse Tybel, you know, you're not looking for him to, to, to get offense. You've already got Kyrie and you've got, you know, Luca and you've got, you know, Jaden Hardy and you've got Curry. You've got enough offense. You just need to find a way to find a way to stop the opposition. And Tybal is the guy that certainly can help the Mavericks in that aspect. So I'll be curious to see what the number is and see if it's, uh, you know, relatively good enough uh, that uh, Portland doesn't want to match it. By the way, I was watching his Washington highlights and all the announcers, it is when he was in college, they called him Thibel. And then I and then I, I saw one pronunciation Tybal, so I guess we'll all have to agree on something if he does in fact end up with the Mavericks. I just didn't well, want you to Scott, think I was. Scott, that's what Scott Tomlin and the Mavs PR folks are all there for to give us the correct pronunciation before he gets here. Right? Oh, is that's that is that? I didn't realize that that's what they were for. Okay, I've always wondered what those folks were doing. No, <laughs> Tomlin's a great guy. Um, Dante Exum, by the way, isn't that funny? The, the Mavericks signing a guy who was a 2014 lottery mm-hmm. pick for the Utah Jazz, and that would uh, that former Baylor player Dennis Lindsay is now a an advisor, a senior advisor, and boy, that that signing had Dennis Lindsay written all over it. I wonder, I wonder if Dante Exum has anything left. I guess he did okay, didn't he? And you know, it's hard to tell about the international ball sometimes, right. but maybe I mean, he could help them defensively. Yeah, who knows? I mean, it's obviously a very low risk signing. Anything that you mm-hmm. get from him uh, would be an absolute bonus. But you mentioned the connection uh, uh, with, with with David Lindsay, so I don't know. That when I first heard his name, I'm like, oh my god, he's still playing basketball. You know, that's a guy you haven't thought of in like five mm-hmm. years, and then all of a sudden you hear Mavericks uh, signing a Dante X. I'm like. Well, okay. I mean, you bring him in, you see if he got anything. If he does, great. If he doesn't, well, no big loss. 
right. Well, he can't sign Epe Udo, who he also, Dennis Lindsay loves, because he's a assistant coach now for, I think, the Atlanta Hawks. And uh, former lottery pick now over there with Quinn Snyder and that great hair. No NBA coach has better hair than Quinn Snyder. Oh, who did the Mavs bring in that I noticed? Alex Jensen? Is he going to be coaching with the Mavs, the uh, the former yeah, Jazz yeah. assistant coach? Yep. Well, I like that. Yeah. I like that hire. Yeah, they brought, they, they, I think they, they brought in like two or three different assistants here in the last uh, last day or so. So they're filling out that staff. So I guess it's not going to be Jeff Van Gundy that had been rumored. I guess it's not going to be know. Jeff Van Gundy. And I, I shot that down and papooed it, and old Coop, Coop kind of jumped on me as he <laughs> tends to do. This could really happen. Yeah, this is not – well, maybe Coop. I mean, obviously Van Gundy's – a free agent out there now, and maybe he knew something was. I don't know, but uh, anyway, yeah, Coop. Coop has a tendency to <laughs> correct me any chance he gets. You know, every time I bring I, him I, on, I'll, I, I'll, I'll. Oh, go ahead. No, I was just gonna say I've seen that a time or two live and up and close in person. <laughs> he he just has a way. That's the old talk radio in him. Whatever yeah. you say, he's going. He may agree with you. But the way he'll phrase it is is almost like a total disagreement. Like, nah, you got this thing all wrong. And then he may end up agreeing with you. But that's kind of the that's the New Yorker in him, and that's okay. We love him. All right. Um listen, have a great uh, have a great day. And uh it was fun hearing you on the radio because I'm not always uh, able to hear the pregame because I'm on the air and I'm like, dang, Pease is doing Rangers and Mavs, so uh, it's good. It's good to hear. Glad to hear you doing that and back involved on on the baseball side as well. Appreciate you being on with me. Hey, it pays the bills. Unlike uh, this little hit that we just did, but appreciate you, Mosley. Oh, stop it! I'll send you something. We'll get a gift basket. All right, see you, peas. See you guys. Have a good. Uh, all right, uh, there he goes, Mike Peasley, the network pre and post game guy for the Dallas Mavericks.